Welcome to Quill and Ink, a podcast for book lovers, hosted by Jenna Green and Miranda O. Oh. They will be speaking to authors of many different genres to explore themes around writing and storytelling. Join them for engaging and intellectually stimulating conversation with artists from all corners of the world. Welcome to Quill and Ink. My name is Jenna Green, a YA fantasy author, author of the Imagine series and the dystopian thriller Reborn. Uh, with me is Miranda O, author of the Chin Up, Tits Out contemporary chiclet series, and she is ready and eager to introduce our guest for today. Hi, Miranda. Hello, hello. I'm super excited, as I always am, to introduce this week's guest, Steve Sodaquist. He is an author, editor, and co-founder of the Foundation's book publishing company. He's Jenna's publisher. So again, a little bit more about him. He's been an editor for more than eight years and has been nominated for numerous book formatting and design awards, which is absolutely fantastic. A whole other side of the book creation world. He teaches creative writing and English in Brandon, Mississippi, and his books include Farmhouse, The Moor, and he's also written a horror novella, a children's fable, and a nonfiction guide for writers, which I think all of us should probably pick up at every now and then. So thank you so much for joining us today, Steve. Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we are thrilled to have you and kind of really dive into the world of Steve today. So okay. you're, you're the co-founder of Foundations Books with your fiance, Laura Ranger. And, you know, it takes a power couple to be a power couple, but then to actually work together is like, that's a whole other level of power couple. So I, I want to dive into that to begin our show with. So first of all, I'm always a sucker for a romance story. So I want to know how you two met. And okay. how you guys kind of jive and work together. Like, how does that partnership go? It, like I said, it's a special type of people and partnership that can do that. Um, it, it's an interesting story. And I'll try <laughs> to keep it somewhat brief because this is a half-hour podcast. <laughs> but we met originally through a writing contest. So oh. I was writing and she was writing. And it was through Facebook. And it was kind of like a... a like NaNoWriMo kind of thing, except not to that scale, of course. And I had already published uh, my novella by that time. and had really started to delve into learning the, the finer parts of English and started sharing my tips and everything else. And then when I noticed her work and I was really impressed and then we connected and started talking like everybody did in this group. And, uh, it came upon my idea and her idea that we could co-write a book, which is where the book Rogue came from. So before anything came about as far as romance goes or us being together or certainly before the company was put together, uh, we, we created Rogue and I would write a chapter and she would write a chapter and I would write a chapter. And it was during this time that a relationship began that we got together and um, I, I can honestly say that if you can weather writing a book together with somebody <laughs> and maintain a relationship, much less a romantic relationship, you are unshaken. You will make it through Armageddon without any problems <laughs> whatsoever. We were trialed by fire. There's no doubt about that because we're both very atypical kind of personalities. I'm very strong-headed. She's very strong-headed. So... 
it's a bit it's a pretty good sized book too it's around 400 pages so by the time we got done with it we laughed about it because before i was the horror writer you know right. not to pigeonhole myself and then she was uh more of a thriller suspense writer and she wrote all the irrel icky nasty parts of this book and i wrote the real touchy-feely parts of this book nice. and there's sometimes nice. i'm reading what she wrote and i'm like who are you you know where did this even come from i'm like oh my gosh so anyway so that came about and then i published a farmhouse that you mentioned through uh damnation books and eternal press publishing she published a book called deception through melange press and neither one of us were really satisfied with the um education and attention we got as new authors trying to promote our work and trying to market our work so uh, I had more of the negative experience than she did by far, but still it was, you know, uh, enough of a corrosive experience that we decided one morning just to, I, I was like, why don't we start our own publishing company? You know, wh why don't we do what we see needs to be done and try to fill in these gaps that we see are really lacking in this small press publishing business and try to turn this around for a lot of authors and give them the opportunity, every opportunity to, to succeed with marketing, with promotion, with uh, a solid business plan that can get them off the ground and can give them a fighting chance because there are thousands and thousands of books, as you guys know, mm -hmm. and uh, to actually rise a little bit over the top of those waves and be noticed is, is very difficult. And it, it's not quite as strike as lightning as some people think because any experienced author from Stephen King and, and J.K. Rowling and D.C. Andrews and Tom Clancy, all these guys will tell you that they, they put their dues in, to be sure. I mean, they really had the work to get what they got. But we're in a more digital age now, so there's more of a need for uh, online presence, social media presence, uh, as well as uh, what we're we can't do right now because of the coronavirus which is our book fairs and signings and things like that so it's now more important than ever and it's uh really something that we concentrated on and there was a lot of travel there we've been in business for four and a half years and that's and we're growing and that's really impressive i think and for the business end itself is impressive because most small publishing do shut down after only about six months because they find out how much is actually involved in all this. Oh, wow. And we learned yeah, from the ground up how to do this. And, and we went through a lot of uh, different people who said they were editors, but they're not editors and right. personal assistants who really didn't do anything for the author. So there was a lot of, you know, mistakes and errors and learning along the way, but we're comfortable with where we're at right now and growing more and more as we're doing I've this. really, loved being with you guys i've had a publishing company shut down on me like four months after they published my book mm -hmm. and when i joined with you guys um i'd already published some books but i was able to learn even more like it, it ramped my the skills that i already had up to a new level mm -hmm. um even before covid doing a lot of the book fairs and things i couldn't do i, I work i have a young child and so I had some good social media skills and then you guys were able to tweak them and fine tune them and really took the time to make like, even just on Amazon, on my profile and things, just really just tweaking sentences because you knew the science of algorithms and things and search engines. 
and, and that I, I didn't know any of that. And so that was a real big help. I'm glad to hear that because yes, that's a huge part. And that's something a lot of authors miss out on um, because not because they're not smart enough to do this, but they're not given the opportunity and shown these things uh, to do that. There's nothing that we do that no, that, that anybody else can do. We just have defined it in a streamlined process for our authors and our company. But still, this is something that's available for everybody. And, and we're always willing to share it. Somebody reaches out to me or to Laura Ranger or to Susan Pierce or to any of our, our folks who work with us. This is not something we're like, oh, we can't share this. We've got to hide this way. No, by all means, ask us. You know, we're more than willing to tell you. It's like, okay, well, you should probably reach out to this social media site and put this package together if, if you want a press release and that type of thing. And, and if you really want to make an impression with your book release and you need to perhaps do a cover reveal, avoid, these are the places to avoid. These are places that are more effective. This is how to track an algorithm so you can grow the, the good stuff and then cut out the stuff that's not doing any good. It's really the difference between just taking a bucket of paint and throwing it at a wall and using a paintbrush. Right. Because it gives you that opportunity to see what's working and to really expand more on that and to back off on what isn't working. Susan Pierce is very good at that because she tracks all these things and um, for authors who put in money for their, for their advertisement and pay for their advertisement because that's what it comes down to. I mean, more advertisement equals more eyes. So totally. she, she's able to like see where it's working and then really focus that author and the author's work on that. So Jenna's a great example of that because I enjoy all the books that I work on. I'll say that I really do because I, I edit, I'm the chief editor and I, everything goes through me anyway. And I see everything and editing is editing is editing. I like to say, it doesn't matter what genre it is, but I really like to read porn. <laughs> I really <laughs> like that book. I mean, there's a little extra, um, to to my level from where i'm at because i work in the boiler room with the other editors and we're in the sweatshops so when i get a book like 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 jenna's that i can really enjoy while i'm working on it too at the same time and it's like i'm page turning too what's next you know kind of thing oh, <laughs> right, this comment right, goes here exactly. then keep going well what's it. next now well, let's put a semicolon here and but i'm still <laughs> reading the book i'm still enjoying the book so uh yeah i, mean, I don't know if i bunny trailed off the subject but marketing yes is important Marketing is important. So in a previous conversation, kind of when we were booking this, this podcast, you, you had mentioned that editing is important. So I want to take this time and opportunity to, to let you explain to all the authors out there or, you know, people that want to write that we want to become authors, like why is editing so important and why can't I go and ask my, you know, the cat down the street or that, you know, really meticulous person that I know to edit my book, even though they're not an editor, like what, what's the difference between a professional editor getting that book published and just having that best friend read the book and, and edit it for me. Sure. And, and there's a lot of folks who do that and, and God bless their hearts because their intentions are the best. They, they really, really are. I mean, there are some shysty people out there who, who uh, say that they're editors in the business and they want to charge and that type of thing. But for the most part, normally, if, you, if your friend wants to do it as, as an avid reader and, and feels that they have the chops to get in there and do it, uh, I certainly appreciate anybody who can put forth that effort and has the love of the written word that much. Mm -hmm. I get it. I, that's where it starts. That's where it started for me. It's where it started for all of us. 
uh, editing is, is really kind of a different beast. It's your rock star versus your nerd because your rock star writes your books and then you, your nerd edits your book. So that, that inner nerd needs to have a, a more of an understanding of the English language and the parts of speech and grammar and punctuation and know the mechanics of it because it goes beyond just those basics. Then you have to get into what makes a book tick, how to make it work, how to make sentences work, when you use a short sentence, when to use long sentences, when to not just know, well, does the comma go here? Does the actual sentence go there? Does this make sense to go with the book? Because really, and this is a, a good example, and I don't want to pick on another writer, but he's famous, and, he, and whatever I say is not going to make a wit of difference anyway, is Stephen King, <laughs> who is a phenomenal writer, fantastic writer. Yep. And, and a lot of his movies aren't that well-received. And uh, some of them are because of the direction and the actors who work in them. And that's a whole other conversation. But somebody asked me about that one time. And it's like, well, he's a great writer. And, you know, I don't want to say a book. It's like, I almost said a book in particular. I don't want to do that. But like this movie wasn't very good, you know, but the book is fantastic. I'm like, that's because he's a very good writer. But the story really, is, it doesn't support a movie type, right. of, type of story. Right. His mechanics are so good that he is able to write the story that is fascinating and interesting and it didn't translate well to film. Right. So editing really comes down to, it's so much more than just knowing where to put a comma in a period. It's so much more than knowing just how to structure a sentence and how to use proper grammar. And, and anybody can learn the basics, obviously. You know, we learn all of them by fifth grade. Of course. And, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that that's really that big of a deal, but it's amazing how many manuscripts I have submitted to us that lack these basic things. So I've read them in print, and you're you're like you you don't what, where's the comma? Like yeah, yeah. it's like Very much why so. why is that period at the end of that terminal sentence followed <laughs> by a capital he said? You know, <laughs> yes, that I bugs mean, me really simple things like that, simple errors like that. And what I usually tell a lot of new authors is like, look, you can write the next Catcher in the Rye or War and Peace or anything like that. But if yeah. it's not written well, it's not going to matter. Exactly. There, there's no publisher acquisitions editors even going to go past the first page. Right. Um, the first paragraph, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, teach English. I have an English degree. Yeah. I feel like I have some a good grasp on it. And I still rely on my editors. Yeah, I have you have another to. one that I send it to for it even to you because I need that perspective. I can't yeah, get that outside. distance all the time. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know, maybe I, like I understand the mechanics, but as yes. I go through a book and I'm editing, my brain starts to just wander off a little bit. Like I sure. can't, and I it's can't your focus story. enough. I just, yeah. uh, it's, it's really it's hard tedious. when it's your story too, right? It's like, it's like editing your life or editing your brain. Like when you write things as a writer, you're like, man, this is the bee's knees. Like this is the best. <laughs> oh yeah. And then the editor will come back from an outside perspective going like, yeah. why did, why Jenna, did you talk about tree bark? Why did you describe <laughs> right. the tree bark? Which was something that we just talked about in a show 
yesterday was how she felt like she needed to describe anything, everything. I felt like I needed to curse every single paragraph. And sure, like, I did that. <laughs> like, yeah, my first I wanted book, to yeah. be impactful, but then you're like, hold on a minute. Like you put a curse word in there to make it impactful, but it's not every single, it's not every single time. Like you put it in barely, but when it does happen, it's like that throat punch that you're hoping for. If you do it re every paragraph, it's, it wears off. And so it, from that outside in perspective, I think that's the most important piece from an editor's point of view, um, that you, you just got to do it. Like take that plunge. If you are thinking about writing a book or, or you, you haven't gotten an editor yet, like take that plunge, put that, that investment in there and get that perspective. Cause they will literally refine. They'll never change a story, but they will refine it yes. to make it as shiny instead of a diamond in a rough. It's going to be like, that's the good editor. That's yeah, second. Exactly. That's the second level editing version, right? The, the second level of editing is, is you not only want your editor to be able to understand English, of course, and, and, and of course speech and all that stuff, but they also have to be able to understand the mechanics of how the story is supposed to work that fall mm -hmm. on your head a little bit mm -hmm. in order to get where you're coming from in order to help you clarify that every single sentence must have context yep every totally. sentence must mess, must make sense everything that's in there needs to belong what doesn't belong gets cut out what's not understood gets explained a little bit more um so there's a real relationship between an editor and the author that needs to happen. So I never understand an author who comes to me and tell, and I've had it happen a lot. They've had their stuff edited before and they never talked to and the editor never reached out to them and they just sent them their stuff and said, here you go. You know, they, they found them on Fiverr or something to that effect. And they said, oh, I can have this back to you in, in like a week. No, no. If, if, if you're sending in a 50, 75, thousand word manuscript, hundred thousand word manuscript. To me, if it's coming to me, I'm going to say, don't expect to hear from me from about a month and a half to two months. Yep. That's how long it's going to take. That's first pass. Yeah. First After pass. that, that's, that's that. Then we do the polishing. The whole idea is, is a, a good book is like a paint by numbers. Mm -hmm. And the goal is always to not have the numbers show through the paint yeah. at the end. I and, like that um, analogy. Yeah, so do I. It's and I've, simple. Yeah, and I've had authors like say, oh, well, you know, they're, they're very happy with my services and whatnot. And they're like, oh, well, I want to, uh, and by the way, foundations, we don't charge for that. I'm talking independently what I do independently. And they're like, oh, yeah, I want to mention you this side or the other. And I'm like, look, if the editor isn't mentioned, that's usually a very good thing. <laughs> No editor in this world wants to hear who edited this. <laughs> you don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's who's not, your editor? Like, who's your editor? Yeah. Like, uh oh. <laughs> but I will praise. Well, you're you're my editor as well. But yes. my other editor, Tasia Morgan, I will praise her because I've yes. learned. I've learned. She like she would take a line, flag it, and then have a link, and it would say Chekhov's gun a link explaining okay this is unnecessary yeah, here's why and yeah. here's the research yeah. and i'm like whoo and now and now that we've built our relationship now all she has to do is say like cg and i'm like oh whoops that shouldn't be there but yeah. she taught me she didn't just take things out she would say this is why i think it should take you should yeah, that's that's yeah. a good that's a sign of a good editor yeah right there it's yeah. she's thorough she's pretty it's, amazing and then like, she would talk about characters like it's coming, I think you want this character to come off like this. I think it's coming off like this. Um, and that's when you're like, ooh, that's not what they wanted. So, yeah, exactly. Oh.
it yeah, opens your eyes to true. your future writing too, right? Like it's like give a man a fish and you feed him for a meal or Absolutely. teach a man to fish and you feed a man for a lifetime. Like yes. a good editor helps an author become yes. better knowing Absolutely. that if I make this author successful with this book, any other book in the future, they're going to want to come back to me. It's repeat business yeah. for everybody. Well, it's, it's twofold. Your, your point is very valid and yeah. it is twofold because one, I really would like to see that person succeed. And I would like to have, if, if, if they're with our company, I want more of their work or wants more of their work. Mm -hmm. uh, if they're independent, I want more of their work, but there's a selfish part of that too, because I want more of your work, but I want it written better next time so it's <laughs> it's easier for everybody involved yep. to do it and i've seen so many of our series authors who have just grown so much and they've just taken off and this is it's i'm so proud i'm like a proud dad watching these guys when they just just really nail it and they're getting it down and i'm just zipping through the manuscript and saying this is great this is so you're gonna great. be reading my sequel i think in a couple months yeah. so I hope I, I hope I get that feeling, but I, I mean, I think I do because she'll teach me something and then I won't make that mistake anymore. I'm, I might make a different one, but I, you know, yeah. I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm going past that. So yeah. And it's fantastic to watch. It really is. And no two manuscripts are the same. No two authors are the same. Nope. I mean, nope. there, there's a thing, there's a fingerprint to every single author out there. And I work. think that each book is different, right? Like every book that an author does produce, it is almost like a fingerprint in itself. Like this finger yes. yeah. doesn't exactly look like this finger with the next book or That's this right. finger, this finger, right? Like you look at my, my three books in my series. If you look at book one, all the way to book three, it's like a completely different author wrote the book. It has the same meat and potatoes, but the mm -hmm. spices are different. The preparation was different that like, like everything about it is different, but again, it's still meat and potatoes, right? Um, I'm all over with my analogy. Well, that makes it enjoyable. <laughs> well, that makes it enjoyable because a writer like like yourself that you're speaking of and experiences that you're using is you're utilizing what you've already learned to twist that into your next story and then to make a different version or just really take it off the rails and go a different direction that's that's fun i mean that's what the best writers do they really do we we don't write a specific genre nobody writes goes to set out to write a horror novel i mean you read any horror novel it's got aspects of horror and romance and, and triumph and love and commitment and, and anger and everything else it's all part and parcel to the whole thing you know it's a well-rounded book and those are the most enjoyable to me yeah totally i agree with you so you've been talking about what we can learn from editors but you also wrote the book uh practical tips for every author so other than the editing kind of frame, um, what are some things you wish new authors, either new authors, brand new, or new authors that are signing with you, what do you wish that they, they knew? I think I know one, tell them to be more patient because I've got a <laughs> few group emails about that. Yeah. But other than that one, <laughs> what are, what? Well, that's, <laughs> that's a matter of expectation. And I, and I certainly understand that. I wrote my first book publisher mercilessly uh, as far as when this book was coming out when it was getting edited when it was getting done and I just didn't have an understanding of, of what was involved it's just 
it, instead of getting mad at people, I think, and saying, you know, well, it will be done when it's done kind of thing. No, you have to explain to folks what's going on. It's like, look, this is how the process works. It has to sit in here for a while. It's in a, it's in a queue. When your turn comes up, then it comes up, and then it gets edited. After that, it goes to this you know, assembly line process that moves it along. But as far as, like, where do I really wish authors knew more so about the process is how important it is for them to be involved with the whole thing from beginning to end. And when I say end, there really is no end. Okay. Uh, the book is not finished when you put the end on it. Um, after that, then it goes to the entire publishing end of it. You guys know this. And then after that is marketing, promotion, and that never ends. That never no, ends. No. It's constant. <laughs> so in order to be, uh, I don't want to say successful because I think you're successful anyway as an author. But in order to get the returns you deserve, you really do want to uh, learn as much as you possibly can about everything. Just open your mind up and research and ask questions. Ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. And get the answers it is. Even if you're not sure what the question is, say, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, I should be selling my book on, you know, Barnes & Noble. You know, can I go in there with my books and sell them? There's an answer for that. Can I take my book to an independent bookstore? Can I go on Facebook and, and spam everybody with this? This is why you shouldn't do that. So there's answers to everything. Ask, 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 ask. So the only thing I wish authors would do more of is ask more questions. I, I never get frustrated. I never get mad, ever. No, you're good. I ask you questions. I ask you lots of questions and you never get mad. The patience thing is hard because you get those outside pressure. Like, yeah. when's your next book coming? When's your next book coming? Why isn't this moving faster? And then I'm doing good. Like, I know that it's in the line. I know that I'm sure it's coming soon. And then the outside pressure comes in and then I panic and then I message you and you're like, no, go back to the calm. You were fine. It was the outside thing. Yeah. I wish I'd asked more questions. Maybe not now. I'm good at that now. But back then, I, but I didn't know what, when you're so fresh and you're mm -hmm. so new, you don't know what to ask. Mm -mm. Right. I should have asked more about word counts, but I didn't know there were there word, were word counts, counts and standards. <laughs> like I didn't know that was a thing, right? Yeah. It's hard it's, to ask about and it's a type still of box when you don't know boxes exist. How, how, how many words equals a novella? How many words equal uh, a camel choker book? You know, that, that sort of thing. I mean, are they important questions? Yeah. It depends on who you ask and it depends on the circumstances. But but yeah, I mean, when you're talking about outside pressure from your readers and everything else, and you know, when's this coming out? Is this coming out? I'm always or my like, husband. Hey, you can't rush perfection. There you go. You cannot rush perfection. I like it, that. It, it's mm -hmm. going to come out when it comes out, and it's going to be fantastic to read. Very you know, much. That, that much I can tell you. I like you know, that. It's going to be worth the wait. It's always worth the wait. That's fantastic. I like that too. That's as long as your answers are too. Just be positive. You know, in, in, in your response, like, oh, I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know. That. Oh, I don't know. They're blah, blah, blah. You know, that type of thing. No, don't feed into that. Don't, don't, don't go to that side. <laughs> Instead, remain in, in control of your work. Yep. You are always in control of your work. And no matter how yep. much you don't think you are, you still are the one who, who are calling the shots in that book. So, you know, remember that. Keep that in mind. Totally. I like that. Me I like too. Even 
And now I have like a picture kind of in the works with, and Laura's working on that and adding that dimension. Cause I don't draw, uh, trying to work with an illustrator, um, and how much longer things are going to be. And now we're waiting on multiple like sources, not just writer and editor. Now it's writer, editor, formatter, illustrator. I'm like, Ooh, this could come. My kid will be 20 before it comes out, but that's okay. <laughs> grandchildren. Right. But just but it never so takes that learn. long, you know. Yeah. It, it, it never it just really does. Feels it feels that long like the first time, like, right? Yeah. And we use Don Dominique, who is our uh, illustrator, our book cover creator, exclusively. I can say that with confidence now. You know, before it's like, oh, you know, we might bring some more folks in. No, we use Don, only Don, Don. It's Don or nothing. I mean, right. if she was a disc detergent, that'd be the only thing under the sink. <laughs> and she is a complete consumer professional she's been in this business for well over 20 years her portfolio is amazing um and her turnaround is just phenomenal if if i panic myself and i do have panic moments don't think i don't and i'm like oh my god i completely forgot i needed to get this this cover art going for this particular work laura told me or i, I dropped the ball or whatever it was and she'll have it to me the next day with concept ideas already back. So that's a props for Dawn Dominique, by the way, for anybody's looking. She also does freelance work. So Dawn spell with an E on the end of Dawn. I know that. Uh, she's amazing. An accent. Yeah, she's yeah. a Canadian. So she's my Canuck up there in Canada. So, uh, <laughs> but she's a, a wonderful person. She's very easy to work with. So there's that. And uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. So yes, the, the whole process of everything, it, it can seem like it takes a while, but it really doesn't, but when it all comes together, and formatting for me is my love and joy. I love to format. I love to format. Um, that is I, not me. That's why I'll never self-publish. <laughs> I could probably save all the books that I've, I've worked on and I've done. No two formatting jobs are the same. No. None. No, not at all. They're, they're, they're as individual as the book itself. So. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It lo Every single book, it's like a fingerprint all on its own, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It has to stay in that way, too. Yep. So, yeah. So, I'm just saying that the author's proud of. <laughs> we're almost out of time, unfortunately, because this is the first time we've ever talked that's not through typing. Is, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, so just anything that's new on the horizon for you personally or for the company or anything that we can look forward to from your end of things? Yeah, we actually have, I, I don't want to give out too much. I don't want to give away too much, but we are in the process of working on getting our first office building. Ooh, and that's exciting. In the process of getting our own printing press. Ooh. And uh, we're in the process of getting our own distributing uh, uh, trucks and things like that to move stuff around regionally. So we have a lot of stuff going on, actually. We That's really, really do. And we'll keep everybody, especially the foundations, apprised and knowledge as far as what we're doing. I feel like I have the inside scoop, doing. though. Right? Yeah. Just heard. Yeah. This is well, fantastic. That means goes, growth, right? Oh, yeah, like, especially in a pandemic. <laughs> yes. Well, we're a Christian-based company. We based our company on Christ and the beliefs of him. And he is our strength and he is our rock and he is the head of this company. It's why it was called Foundations. Wonderful. Uh, but 
we're a Christian based company, not a Christian per se company. Uh, we do publish Christian works, but it's not like that's our focus or anything like that because like Christ, who is all inclusive, that's where we felt we needed to be as well. So that's where we stand. So all this growth, all these good things come from him. It just trickles down. So we trickle that down ourselves. Fantastic. That's really beautiful. That is so nice. It is a beautiful, happy, kind of happy way to wrap things up and happy way to just kind of go on to the next part of your day. So for all of our watchers and listeners, where can they find foundations? Where can they find you and your work on the socials? Let us know how we can connect with you. Well, there's foundationsbooks, that's both plural.net, foundationsbooks.net, I am stevesodequist.com, that's how you find me. Uh, There's laurarangerauthor.com, I have to check and make sure it's not laurarangerauthor.com, yeah, (laughs) laurarangerauthor.com. So we're pretty much everywhere, we're in, in, my goodness, or on all social media sites. So you can find us in Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us in BookBub, you can find us in Amazon, you can find us in Goodreads, you can find us in Google Plus. Uh, pick one, we're probably out there. I don't think we have TikTok yet. We haven't oh. caught up to the kids. We gotta get with those kids. <laughs> That's the only one I can think of. We're not really into that yet, but I know Susan James Pierce is talking about that. So she's like, of us management team she's the youngest so she'll we'll let her handle that she'll roll that out right i just just yeah. before we start filming i was telling miranda that i put tiktok on my phone i haven't <laughs> opened the app yet yeah, yeah. but uh, I, I, I send you tiktoks probably weekly <laughs> especially the ones that are around like teachers and going through certain things or just like I'm like you have to watch this this is so funny it is a slight obsession like I told her that I learned so much on that app whether it's like life hacks Uh, or cooking or cleaning tips or I just sit and watch people hot messes and it's fantastic (laughs) that's it I I was actually considering the idea because I was talking to Susan I said I I could open up a TikTok, TikTok account and then do like 15 second editing advice things oh, yeah. or writing tips yeah i do writing tips and then the challenge only therein is to get me to only talk for 15 seconds <laughs> i think you have up to a minute so you uh, does it go to a minute roll over a little okay. bit but you t- you try to keep it short then yeah you're good fun, to go though. I think it's a great idea. Like I said, it's Thanks. a it's a platform for learning and connecting and sharing and just yeah. being whoever you're going to be and that that inclusivity that you talk about like and that that foundation strives to be is I think that's what TikTok strives to be as well. Like obviously there's the dark side of the internet which comes across on all aspects of life, but I think sure. the main Absolutely. part of TikTok is to be inclusive inclusive and yes. As a company, you strive for that. So I'm all for it. I'll be one of your followers. <laughs> when I finally open it yes, on my yeah. phone, then yeah. I'll follow you as well. You're there. Right. You're there. I look forward to that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Steve, for joining us today. We will wrap it up. Again, We uh, I learned a lot. I know Jenna was super excited to have you on the show this month. And so we're very, very appreciative for you to spend your Thursday evening with us. Thank you very much thank you for having me i had a, I had a great time it was a lot of fun it's great talking to you in person yes. <laughs>
Just a final uh, thank you to our show sponsors, Creative Edge Publicity with Mickey Mickelson and Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. And of course, all our viewers and all our listeners, thank you so much. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Quillening Podcast with your hosts, Jenna Green and Miranda O. Support for this podcast is brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. Copyright belongs to the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. You can listen to our podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash authors on the air.